Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. Now let's relive the extreme. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW TV from December, February the 1st, 1994, headed toward the night the line was crossed on February 5th, 94. So I guess you'd call this the Go Home Show. It's the night the line was was presented. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It was was unveiled. (laughs) The night the The line was presented. Yes. Constructed. Of, of course, as always, I am Nate Maxson, and there you hear my brother Aaron and Mr. Chad Austin from ECW. How's it going, guys? Eh, pretty good. Uh, welcome to Recap Championship Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for any everyone. It might, it might not be for anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's see here. Before we start, I do want to say, uh, tired of the heat. I am not. I am not a heat nor summer guy. I don't know. I I just I hate heat. I hate summer. I'm not. I'm not big on it. It's like 95 degrees every day here right now. So, for those of you that are in my boat, you're like the a half the AW roster. Don't like heat. <laughs> don't get any heat. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't get the heat. <laughs> After this week, it's WWE Dynamite anyway. But no, they don't all right, get any heat. <laughs> there's no but, heat. But the AEW people, they should be able to get the heat because there is people there. They're not watching them on, on, Wal- on Walmart floor models with, with <laughs> random employees on them that are being told to cheer. There's actually people there. The uh, <laughs> they're 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 gonna get the opposite of heat. Um, all right. December, or God, I keep saying different months. I'm, I'm obviously imagining that we're somewhere else. February 1st, 1994, we start the ECW show with a recap, as Chad alluded to from last week with our super duper angle with Paul Diamond. And then the WWE Network had some weird new music to start this show. Yeah, Anybody what was else? That? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, this music is shit. Like, like I, I knew that Elias record wasn't that big of a hit, but I didn't think that I didn't think that it was being released in the WWE because <laughs> I was just like, it sounds like Elias. It sounded to me like some of those generic themes they would give the quote unquote superstar jobbers in the WWF back in like '96. You know, this is going to be bad music. It didn't flow. It didn't even keep up with like the like the the cadence of the video or anything like that no, it was just right. fucking it, it, did. it, it, it was bad up with anything it was terrible it was poor it was just but is is this the first time they've done this i mean the first week they changed that music yeah um, yeah they they usually use that that standard um you know with the drum beat at the beginning and etc well that's and what i thought but i, I, I mean w- i didn't know maybe they did it last week and, and we beat it up and we just forgot about it no, no, they. This, this. I would have remembered that. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was that bad. It yeah, was I that probably bad. like almost skipped the entry, the intro, because this is rough. It's like, is this an accident? He <laughs> <laughs> said that was rough. The opening match on this week's show, after we see Joey in the Eagle's Nest, is the Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan against Mikey Whipwreck and Keith Shearer in a pretty much a jabroni uh, jobber. Squash match here. I mean, all, all, all you could clearly write with the ink that you have in your pen is "poor Mike." Yeah, oh, Mike yeah. gets fucked up in this thing. Uh, poor, poor Mike. I did. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what. I don't have a problem with Mikey. I never did. 
but I, I've heard before. I think we've squashed it. Um, I, 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 we, I've worked him since I heard that we had like a, like some sort of an issue, which I don't remember. That he had heat with me, or he just didn't like. But I thought we squashed it. But I was just like, man, this guy, he just got his ass whooped. Yes, and, he takes he takes two sick chair shots in this thing, and a fucking sick suplex from the, top, right on his head. from the top rope that belly to belly over the top of the of off the top rope yeah and he bounced and then he just laid there and looked like they could have just drawn chalk around him <laughs> yes <laughs> fuck <laughs> and that's when I was just like poor Mikey dude you know and Keith Shearer all he did was what he got Kevin Sullivan or something yeah he got, Kevin he, Sullivan just took him outside and ran him into shit yeah he just laid he just laid on the outside pretty much while uh, while Mikey was taking all the bumps and the sick the sick bumps I might add um, the, and it's, you, you said that about the, the suplex. I was actually looking down, writing a note when the suplex happened. And then I noticed the, the body too, like his, just, he's just laying. <laughs> and I was like, I, I rewound it. Cause I was like, is he just selling really well? Or did he just get fucked up? And yeah, I was and looking like, how far he was away from cats. Yeah. Because he had bounced <laughs> from, from taking the bump. He had bounced another two or three feet. It's like, well, you didn't have to sell that very hard, did you, Mikey? Aaron, any comments here? Uh, Kevin Sullivan did a power bomb. Which, how effective is that going to be? Right, already like a Kevin Sullivan low, power, bomb. Yeah. power bomb. Yeah, it's like getting choke slammed by Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Pile driver from Little Beaver. <laughs> choke slammed by Dink. I was just going to say, I think this match, I mean, it was all joking aside. It did do a good job at showing like how <laughs> insane this next, this match on the fifth is probably going to be with Taz and, and uh, Kevin versus uh, Pat Tanaka and, and uh, the Sheik. Mm-hmm. That's one word to describe how the match is going to be. One of those things is not like the other. We'll let you put <laughs> it out. But, I mean, it's Pat Tanaka. But anyway, I just it was it was what it was, and it effectively showed what how crazy Taz and Sabu is, or Taz and Kevin Sullivan are. And then afterwards, they did that stupid, weird eye covering thing that they do after every match. Yeah, I don't. I, I still don't quite understand that thing. Like, I, I guess I guess nowhere did it. No, no, and I, I guess I underst I understand woman and Sullivan because you know they would do stuff like that. That was kind of Sullivan's deal, but I don't understand Taz like mocking like, it. Yeah, like co- copying it or whatever he's well, doing. That, I, no, I, I, I get that because that's Taz. Like Sullivan's Taz's master because Taz is like the pet, like the dog. I mean, do you get that? Like he he's the guy that tells him what to do. And then you know when you like you have a dog that kind of does stuff that mimics you and stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I guess you don't get it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you've explained it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can yeah, see what I can see what you're saying. That's a I sad explanation. Find, then if I got to explain it. It just find, I just find it very odd. And and again yeah. and and again, like you said, it doesn't it doesn't last anyway. Um, I don't even know if Sullivan's around much longer after this because um, I know the tag titles are. Well, we'll get to that later. But after this matchup, Joey introduces us to a match between Shane Douglas and Tommy Dreamer. Um, this was not the same match we saw a few weeks back, was it? I don't believe. I mean, it seemed like like a lot of it was the same, but it, it was. I don't think. Match. It, yeah. I, okay. I mean, it, it seemed reminiscent, like they were doing the same shit, but it didn't seem like the same exact match. I don't know. I wrote. A, I wrote another recap of Dreamer and Shane. So, I mean, call me. I don't know. Had the same fucking finish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many times they. I don't know how many times they did that at Cabrini College. They had to. They had to get that right for TV. The the match essentially. I mean, they. I think they do get a boring chant out of the crowd. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, shit, <laughs> dude." Do you, um, the, the, it's for after after they started showing it, and I realized, hey, look, they're they're committing. To, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to show this fucking match whether we like it or not. And then I, I, my note was um, that uh, it's starting to look like it's going to go long. Yeah, uh, yeah, right? a lot of, lot of, yeah, a lot of rest holds, a lot of just hold, and, you know, hold on the arm. That spot, that spot was tremendous when Shane went up to the top rope to jump off on Dreamer, and Dreamer put his foot up, and to, and it looked like Shane had no idea what he was going to do anyway. Right, he just jumped off the top rope and landed on his feet, and his face hit Dreamer's boot, and and he sells it, and and, and the crowd just goes, oh, 
<laughs> and yeah, I said the crowd shit on the top rope foot spot. Uh, I said it looks. I said it looks silly, and Joey couldn't even fucking do shit about it mm-hmm. <laughs> because and that's how bad it looked. And, and he, he he had been touting how Shane Douglas is the franchise, and Shane was saying, and not only of ECW of wrestling. Well, that spot was fucking awful. Yes. The best thing about this match was Sherry. I mean, oh, yeah, let's, let's be honest. Spot. Yeah, that Sherry spot was awesome. Oh, where yeah. she ran through the ring? Yeah, she ran through the ring and then under under Shane's legs, or between Shane's legs, uh, and Tommy chased her, and then Shane hit, you know, dropped the elbow on him. I, I thought I like that spot. How great is Sherry? Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, the finish of this, Shane with the chain, and then um, the referee being, you know, suspicious of Douglas with the chain. The crowd trying to, trying to uh, put the kibosh on Shane about the spot, but very basic here. Nothing to write home about. Well, Jim um, is stupid because didn't Joey Styles say that was the third time that he's gotten screwed over by Shane Douglas with the chain? Yes. spot? I mean, that, that that just shows you how dumb Tommy Dreamer is. <laughs> you would think that. If I'm wrestling this guy, how about I have it? Yeah, yeah. For for finishing, for uh, I was gonna say for gimmick and or uh, yeah, character and psychology standpoint, he's as dumb as Sting at this point. Yeah, but he he's he's not a no, he's not no pretty boy. Nope. He, he's hardcore. I mean, that's, that's what we're led to believe. You know, ditch those suspenders. I just think they should have done a uh, like a an enhancement match with Shane instead of just having. Like, oh, we're going to show you how good Shane Douglas is, so let's show you this 10-minute thing. It's like, why not just go out there and have him beat somebody quick with, yeah, like, Herb- a belly-to-belly Herb- belly and be like, oh, yeah, and you could have done that, and they could have done that with, 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 like, Terry Funk, too, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like there should have been a couple things. Like, there was no mention of Terry Funk, really. Oh. I mean, there was no recapping of Sabu, any of that stuff, but we get a 10-minute a Shane Douglas Tommy Dreamer match. Why not have Tommy or why not have Shane in like a, a, a four minute squash, Sabu in a three minute thing, and Terry Funk like a Terry Funk highlight video? They could have had me against Shane. That way I could have been like a trifecta on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? Because it seems like I wrestled Shane like two or three more times afterwards. <laughs> that <laughs> to, could have been the first one when I was a rookie. To, to Aaron's credit, uh, there to kind of feed off of what you're saying. I agree because you could have had uh, Shane Douglas do a squash, and then and I'm not I'm not dissing Shane as a wrestler, but he was a decent wrestler. But Shane's Shane's strength, let's be honest, was always promos. So you could have had a squash match and a really good promo as opposed to a long, boring Tommy Dreamer match with the same finishes a couple of weeks ago. I actually thought that Shane also had better house show matches. Then he had pay-per-view matches. Hmm. Like I've, I've I've seen some of his um I have some of the fan cams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it seems like some of them some of them matches it seems like are better because I think it it almost looks like he puts a higher expectation on himself for like the pay-per-view matches mm-hmm. when he can just go out there and be himself on them spot show matches. And I was like, dude, I, I really like Shane. On some of these, you know, ECW fan cam shows, because he just seems like he's he's, he's more comfortable out there, and he's not being forced. You know, when you have right. a time when you have a time restraint like TV or you know, mm-hmm. and and I mean, I guess to that he is he is a guy that that because because he was kind of a young prodigy when he first got started, he is a guy that really kind of got rushed to TV quick in his career. When you think about it. Well, so, yeah, I mean, so maybe, maybe just, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I'm trying to formulate my thought, but maybe, maybe because of that, he was more of a TV wrestler. So when the cameras were on, it was just instinct. You know what I mean? To be, to be more structured, I guess. Unless so where, where was he on first at? Was he in, was he in mid South or continental? What, what I think it was he continental. Was South. I think what? 87, seven. Yeah. 87. So maybe it was Continental after. I'd have to go back and look now. Yeah, because I can't, I, I can't remember. Because I think I think that he was in Continental because I think the Cornet, not Cornet, that Paul and Eddie brought him in mm-hmm. when I think because that was definitely after um, Mid South when Gilbert and Paul were, were booking um, Continental. And they, yeah, and he and wasn't he, he Troy Martin or was he Shane Douglas in in uh, Continental? No, I think he was Shane Douglas in Continental, and he wasn't in. He wasn't in mid. He wasn't in the UWF when WCW bought. Was he was gone by then? 
Or was um, he there? No, I think he had, he had just came in because he, he okay. was one of the he was one of the guys that beat Mike Boyette mm. during that infamous losing streak. Anybody anybody who beats up my hero, my <laughs> my guy, Mike Boyette, you know, I have heat with. So I you know I, I keep tabs on him. <laughs> but yeah, he was in he was in um Watts then because he was definitely a guy that beat Boyette. So that would have been eighty seven. But mm-hmm. it would probably would have been closer to the fall of eighty seven. Yes. Like yeah. right, uh, right before the sale. Because yeah, because the sale took place in da, 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 was it September? Because then by Starcade they had completely just shit all over it, and you know they oh it didn't they, even last longer than that. No, no, because Starcades when they had all the like the unification matches and stuff, and all the UWF guys lost. I think except Steve Williams, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was completely, I was completely throwing my hands in the air, just going like, you know. At that point, I was already smart. I was already smart enough because I would have been fifteen by then, mm-hmm. and I, I, I wasn't smart to the to, to the no, but I could see the writing on the wall, right? And I just knew I was like, well, yeah, these guys are just going to come in here and eat up these guys. That's how it's going to end up. But yeah, I, I I wasn't a big fan of how that ended. No, nope. They they I think they 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 did the same thing with that that the WWF wound up doing when they got WCW. They just they they they, they ruined the, the ruined the whole thing by trying to look superior. But then what did know? Shane do after that? He he didn't after after Continental. What did he do before he, he showed up with um Ricky Steamboat? What was that? Ninety two. He went to WWF. Yeah, he was in WWF in 89. What did he do, jobs? And no, 90. He was in WWF in 90. Cause the job he, guy? He was uh, really a job guy. He was like the dude that was on Superstars that beat the job guy, but he didn't do anything else really. He never had like an angle or anything. He was yeah, he would be, he, he's the guy that would beat Dwayne Gill on Superstars, but then lose to the Warlord on Primetime. That was, you know what I mean. That was his. That was his level of of whatever in the WWF. I can't that believe that he lasted that long. <laughs> I can't which believe rum, that he, which rumble is he? That he lasted from he, he beats the Gilberg. He's on in the one day, and then he's he in the ninety warlord. He's in the ninety one. He's in the ninety one rumble. Yeah, as he's Shane in the Douglas. Yep, with the he's he's like the baby face. He's got like orange tights. I remember, I just I remember him. He mostly like wore real haircut. It's yeah, ridiculous. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was but fantastic. Bet, between Continental and that WWF run, I really don't have track on him. I don't know what he. I mean, obviously he was wrestling somewhere because you know. But <clears throat> well, he was a tremendous talent. Continental. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect spot for a a, a good looking white meat baby face like Shane. Shit, you know. Right, you're, you're working against. I don't know. Just throw a guy out there like a Joe Duke or something, you know. And this guy's gonna rough you up every night. These fucking broads are gonna love you. Yeah. At the, at the <laughs> Waffle House at three o'clock in the morning, fucking eat that shit up. <laughs> After this uh, this matchup, we see Joey Styles on the phone with Shane Douglas, and Shane Douglas, of course, cuts a promo on Terry Funk and Sabu for. The show coming up on the fifth, and then we get a Shane Douglas he had, video. He had to call the uh, the universal number to record his uh, the what, what is it, Chad? You know the number, the number you got to dial for everything. <laughs> the nine four four is like three two nine zero number. Yeah, Shane had to call that. Hit option one for voicemail. He ordered he ordered three t shirts, uh, uh, an ultra clash. Uh, <laughs> And and he wanted that he's waiting for he's he's still waiting for the updated news before he can leave a message for his favorite wrestler. And he did he did <laughs> pledge he did pledge a two to two to five dollar donation to the Variety Club as well when he was on. Oh, he yeah. did say that. Yeah, Sandman appreciate. <laughs> so, so basically, call, calling the ECW hotline was way before the cameo <laughs> because you know the hotline was definitely just an answer machine, so so they could take all the messages. And just put him on the internet. This is way before a cameo. Look at Shane Douglas. He just donated to the Variety Club. What a franchise. We see a video of Shane Douglas here. Just highlight video. Um, don't know what. was great too, by the way. And then our our man here, Mr. Chad Austin, makes an appearance next on the show in a match against Johnny Hotbody. All right. Explain to me this. I I didn't know that my match was coming on. So I had literally just walked out of the room to take a to take a bathroom break. Hmm. So I was walking down the steps, and Jess was in the kitchen, 
and I hear Chad Austin, and, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what am I doing?" <laughs> and and I, I ran into the room. So how was I introduced? What were were we already in the ring? What yeah? What, what set this up? You were joined in progress um, with you and Johnny Hotbody. Um, no intros, no anything like that. Of course, Joey Styles putting you over as usual. I keep I keep saying I keep saying that uh, you must have been slipping Joey twenties or something because. He puts you over. He puts you over strong every show, Chad. I'm telling you, Joey Styles. Joey Styles was your cheerleader. And I'm telling you, I, I have, I'm not even sure I met him yet. I still don't think. I don't. I don't think I met him until we did that. Um, whatever that Pigeon Valley show was, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pigeon Forge. But whatever it was, yeah. I, I don't. I don't even think I even met him until then because he, he he was never he was he was never at the arena. Right. And then he was at the arena when I was there, and. If I wasn't asked to be there, I never stayed there. Nobody mm-hmm. ever did because they knew you would be there till three, four in the morning. Right. So, you know, but then Paul would ask me a couple times to start staying there. Joe would be there on them nights. And they would they, they would generally be and if you look at the lineups of a lot of the shows, you can see what are the what Paul's considering to be in the bigger shows. Mm-hmm. This the night the line was crossed was a bigger show because he's bringing in the Sheik. I mean, let's be honest, he's bringing in Pat Tanaka, and <laughs> and uh, he's got Sabu. Apparently, he just can't afford Paul Diamond. Well, Paul Diamond's still injured, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're he, telling us. He's injured from that last bounce check on off his foot. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But but you understand what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie in the house shows up on commentary here. Oh um, my god! And yeah, Aaron, Aaron, I want your analysis here of this this matchup. And I mean, I have a few notes, and then I have a question or two for Chad. But well, I don't have a lot except for um, fucking Maddie is just atrocious during this entire thing. Just he's just being Maddie. I mean, he is what he is. He's just terrible and um the the one the one thing i did note from the match was there was a very awkward corner bump suplex spot that you and uh johnny hot body had where he belly to belly me or belly to back me or something yeah because i mean because believe me i wasn't gonna say well, what did i do to him because <laughs> that didn't happen so it was he, he gave me what a belly to he gave me a belly to belly out of the corner yeah and it was really Awkward and Joey's tries to save it and say that you tried to to, to counter it or something, but I don't. It's like I don't. Oh, I don't I have to, yeah, all right. I, I would have to go back and watch that because I would like to see whose fault that was. That's what I was going to ask, and I didn't know if you had noticed. I didn't. I was like, I don't know if Johnny messed it up or you messed it up or whatever. But it was. It was. It looked like he. It looked like honestly, like he was about to drop you on your head, and you were like, "Fuck it." And oh, so oh, okay. So maybe it wasn't. I was going to. I was going to tell you. If when I go back and watch it, if it was my fault, I'll gladly tell you it was my fault because I was green. But you know, if I felt if I felt that he was gonna like drop me on my fucking head, <laughs> then no, I, I did whatever I could to get out of that position. And that's what it looked yeah, like well, to me. Yeah, I was gonna say at that point, you're you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna risk paralysis for this little show in Philadelphia <laughs> to make the spot. Hotbody? Yeah, to make the spot look good. Yeah, like, that's Nate, what I'm saying. Said, like you said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste paralysis for this little show in Philadelphia. But you think that's a that's a a, a bigger thing than I'm not gonna waste my paralysis on Johnny Hotbody? Hotbody. <laughs> Yeah. Checkmate, checkmate, sir. Checkmate. Yeah. Like, yeah. How can I put that on my resume? <laughs> how is how is Hannibal ever going to book me for his fucking internet <laughs> podcast? Hey, like, you know? hey, let me ask you about the time <laughs> that about Hotbody, Johnny Hotbody. <laughs> almost internet wrestling database says. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have to go back and watch it, but I, I have no problem. I, I would I would have no problem if I if it came out that it was me that fucked that up because you know I only been in the business two years, or actually probably not even two years. You 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 get a, a backslide here at one point, and then we go to us. Johnny Hotbody winds up on the out, outside, and here there's two things I wanted to ask. First, okay, so this 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 segment ends abruptly. Chad jumps off the top rope onto yeah, the Chad floor Boo. onto Johnny Hotbody. Chad Boo. Yes. And then there's nothing. So my question is, did they just cut it off or was that your finish? 
Like, did you guys do anything after that and they just cut it off? Or was that how you ended it for real? Like, <laughs> this is where I said, if you need, if you needed time. Um, yeah, we had like, like, dude, I, I, first off, I wanted to say that I physically looked terrible. Like when, when, when he was slapping me around in the corner and shit like that. And I saw my actual physique and I realized, dude, I'm not, in, I, I am not like, look like I'm in professional wrestling shape. You know, I mean, and that's that's fair to say because I just like I, after watching it now, I'm just like, dude, I look terrible, and this guy's beating the shit out of me. And then when it was time for me to do a spot, he was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, I do this dive, or I dive outside, or I just dive on the guy." And I've never done it before. <laughs> it's not like I practiced it on a bunch of people. Who the fuck practice? Hey, I need a bunch of people. Hey, hang on a sec, guys. While we finish the show, I'm gonna get a bunch of people. I'm gonna jump off the roof on them. You know, <laughs> where do you find these people at? <laughs> and and um, I told him what I did, but the ECW ring, I swear to God, it's got to be four feet higher than any other ring I've ever been in. Like the apron mm-hmm. from the floor to the apron, top of the thing. And when I get up, when I get up to the top, to the top buckle, and I'm wearing my shitty ass fucking sports authority shoes that I'm awful. I look awful. And you can actually see the nervousness in in me by looking at my hands because I'm fidgeting with the top of the ring post while I'm trying to gather my balance, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm fidgeting with it going like, I don't know about this <laughs> because this was like an awful fucking way down. Mm-hmm. And when I said... When I said, oh, this dwarf's going to catch me. Man. This little motherfucker, yeah. Papa Star, <laughs> right there. And when I, dove, when, when I dove off, when I say I wiped him out, I mean, it was, dude, I wiped him out. He fucking, he, I, I, I don't know how long he was unconscious. I'm not sure how long I was unconscious. But... That was like a twelve. That was like a twelve or fourteen foot fall, and I'm just jumping back first at the guy, and I expect him to catch me like you know, like you're doing a dive. Mm-hmm. But I'm just launching myself at him, you know. And and <laughs> afterwards, afterwards, after you know, he, I mean, he didn't he didn't take any offense. Don't I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't think that he thought I was mad that he was mad because I did it. I just fucking just wiped him out. I hit him so hard, and then he throws me into the ring. And he puts me in that fucking gimmick where he, he stands over your, your back and he puts his crotch like in your neck and he pulls mm-hmm. your legs up. Right. Like this stretch gimmick, whatever. And I gave up. After when we when we got back, um when we got back to the locker room, um, you know, I was I, I ran over to him and I was like, dude, Johnny, are you okay? And he was like, Yeah, oh you know, he's a tough little fucking son of a bitch from mm-hmm. South Philly and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking fine. But I knew that I wiped him out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there was just no denying it. And you can clearly see it's on film. It's on the WWE Network. If you want to see me diving off the top rope and wiping out a person, it's Johnny Hoppot. And um, he was totally cool. But Paulie was pissed because he thought that that should have been the ending. <laughs> Hence the cut. Yeah, all right. That explains yeah, it. There yeah, you go. but he never... We, we, we weren't smart enough then to know how to call an audible. Right. Especially in a squash match. Because it was supposed to be a squash match. I was supposed I was supposed to never wipe out Johnny Hotbody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we were supposed to have like a regular match. And as pathetic as I looked, you can see how irregular the match was gonna be. But then I decided I'm just gonna fucking throw myself on the top row like fourteen feet on this little short fucker. Captain Lou El fucking Bino over here, and I'm gonna <laughs> wipe him out. And um, yeah, Paulie just thought that should have been the finish of the match. That, that's why he that, that's why he ended the match like that. And when I watched it, I was just like, "What happened to the finish?" Yeah, and and like I said, that's what I, that's why I wanted to ask because I was I was thinking in my head, okay, is this a WWE? <laughs> is this a WWE edit? Was this how the show went down originally? Was there, you know, so. You guys were outside the ring for a while before you got back in with him being. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both of us were outside the ring for a while, and we were nowhere near each other. <laughs> when, when, when I hit him, been. when I hit him, he went flying. <laughs> I just pretty much bounced off of him and only landed about two feet to the floor. 
because I bounced off his waist. And you know how big he's not. What they should have done is is not just like cold end of the match, but put like a what they should have done, like I said, with Chad wiping out Johnny Hotbody, they should have just did like a little graphic that just said in memory of Johnny Hotbody. <laughs> well, like, I think unfortunately I- Chad killed Johnny Hotbody in this match. Johnny's no longer with us. <laughs> I think there is a form of that match that aired. I don't know what what station or whatever where it does have the finish. Because hmm. I know I've seen it, and, I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that I have it. So I don't know if it was a syndicated version of, a, of a ECW at the time, because I don't even know what, what – I don't even know the other four stations that they were even on. So I couldn't tell you. But, yeah, I have seen the finish. I have seen the match, and I saw me. Look, like my my leg doesn't go like that. So when when I saw him trying to put my leg up to my fucking like I was gonna bite my toenails, and I just realized my hips don't fucking adjust like that. But that's what Paul edited off off the um the main station channel. Mm-hmm. What was it? Sports Channel. Sports Channel. Yeah, Sports Channel. Yeah. Well, that is that is Chad versus Johnny Hotbody. Poor Hotbody. <laughs> In a nutshell. Um, unfortunately for all the, for all the, the, uh, misfortunes that may have fallen upon Johnny Hotbody that night, we have the misfortune next on the show of watching Maddie in the house ordering pizza. Oh, I thought it was the JT Smith promo. <laughs> that is actually, that is, that is after Maddie in the house ordering pizza and annoying Joey Styles and annoying me and I'm sure annoying Aaron. Oh Yes. Is that where <laughs> is that where he ordered the pizza and he's yelling down the stand fan? Yeah, yeah. He yells, I got two pepperoni. I got you an extra pepperoni with cheese and all of a sudden. You guys, you guys would do you guys know who stand the fan is? Hey, I do not. He was like he was a local he was a local guy who would he would come to the show super early and he would help park cars. Didn't work there. And he would help like stand outside and greet and organize and shit. You know? <laughs> just <laughs> there's just one of those guys, huh? I mean there there's one everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he was you know, great. Like, mm-hmm. like because you would see him like the, when when the shows were over and, and you're left the next day. If there was a Saturday night show and you left on Sunday and you leave and you get down to the corner of I don't even know what the main streets are, he'd stand he'd be standing out there just waving at people. And he's he's staying fan. So that's why that's why um he made uh he made um he made quite the impression on Paul Lee at, at ECW for doing what he does. So that's why Maddie fucking has gotta get the fuck out of the house. Um, ordering him a fucking extra pepperoni from down the street. And when I heard that, I was like, that's so fucking inside. Because, you know, there's only uh, only people that were like in murderer's row down there. Mm-hmm. You know, sign guy, hat guy, fucking the guy looks like Buck Robley. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my boy, Bob McGee. I've never called him Bob. He's been Buck Robley since the day I've ever met him. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's that's staying the fans. So that, yeah, that was an inside joke. Maddie, now now what Des Chad was alluding to after this. Now we get Maddie in the locker room interviewing JT Smith, and um, J- JT's like uh, Terry Funk. I have problems with Terry. I don't know about Terry Funk. I had some problems with. There's Terry Funk and Terry Funk. Like I, I, I this just I, I don't know if he was high or what was going on during this deal, but <laughs> JT is definitely rambling in this promo. This is dude. I I, I feel bad for even saying this. <laughs> Let me just preface this. It sounded like JT just got back from the dentist. <laughs> and, and he got the anesthesia shot. Yes, yes. I, I, I wrote, I wrote JT Smith's promo, and I wrote, "I'm sorry, but I don't understand a goddamn word he's saying." <laughs> and that's a shame because it sounded like he meant something. But I just said, "I don't know what the fuck." Yeah, it was just he was just talking in a circle, like he was just chasing his tail. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to. I don't even want to mean that as a slight on JT because you know I, I've never had a problem with JT, but I, I I literally had to be honest that I just I didn't understand. I don't. I didn't understand a word that he that he said. Maybe it was the audio, 
you know how it was mic'd or whatever? No, no, it wasn't just you. It was it was unintelligible, Aaron. Oh, okay. And and, and you would have thought that maybe something would have got brought out of it because they had the the best stick man in the business ever, Maddie in the house interviewing him. You would have thought he would have been able to get it back on back on track, but even Maddie couldn't do this. Maddie. Maddie couldn't get it back on track. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like Mean Gene Okerlund, Bob Cottle, Maddie in the house, and Maddie couldn't even get it back on track. Give me a break, Maddie. <laughs> I could just see Gorilla saying that. Give me a break, Maddie. Will you stop? <laughs> just get out, get out of here. <laughs> Now we get Jason's opin- opinion on the triple threat match. And Jason, of course, says the most exciting th- thing that night will be his suit. But he picks Sabu to win the match. Rock and Rebel picks Shane Douglas to win Dude, the match. How how, in the, how independent was that promo? Yes. <laughs> that that looked like it couldn't have been... like. No, honestly, let's be honest. The whole entire production of this show was generic. The, the cameras they're using were just so... I don't know how many years they were behind in the times, but that promo with the Rebel was just so, like, camcorder. Mm-hmm. And he's like, rock a Rebel! And he had that Pennsylvania accent. Yeah, that, that to me, that was tr- that was tremendous. <laughs> Sandman picks Terry Funk to win, and then um, I actually just, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I maybe I, tr- I rambled off or uh, trifled off here, but I just have Jason comes in, J.T. Smith. So I don't know, <laughs> I guess I don't remember how this... Uh, Actually went down with Jason. He was just, he was, just and, he was taunting Sandman about Sandman having his dog collar match with J with uh, Rock and Rebel, and then for some reason JT was just in the bathroom and came out and heard it and got between. <laughs> for some reason JT was in the bathroom. It was the anesthesia. It was the oh, anesthesia. Yeah, he, was, he was coming down. He wanted to wash his face. <laughs> yeah, he was having the hot flashes. He called the was. Either that or JT was in the bathroom going, oh, this is the night the line was snorted. And then he heard what was going on. Jesus, I don't think that was JT, but he, he, it was the, you said the Sandman was in there? Yeah. yeah, no, Jed. I don't know. <laughs> then we get a Polly Dangerously promo, and Maddie, Maddie's introducing Polly or interviewing Polly. And obviously, Polly runs down Maddie for asking him, daring to ask him what his opinion would be on this match. And of course, Maddie is not sorry, right, Aaron? Yeah, Paulie calls him a stupid schmuck. So he's stupid schmuck. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> well, do you think that's the first time that Paulie called Maddie a stupid schmuck? I'm pretty sure that's the, not the first time anybody no. ever called Maddie a stupid <laughs> schmuck. Yeah. Paulie's probably came home before and been like, you stupid schmuck, why aren't my dishes washed? Right. You know, where is my car? <laughs> but, you know, if, if anybody, if any if any of us use the word stupid schmuck in their, their everyday lives, I'm sure that four out of the last six shows would be, that would be said about Maddie. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Up next on the show, Todd Gordon... Is in his office. Had nothing on me in '89. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Todd Gordon is in his office up next, promoting the February fifth show with his map behind him, and uh, there's that. Todd Todd Gordon always talks. I just did it myself. Todd Gordon always talks like he's still going through puberty. That's that's my observation about Todd Gordon. He says uh, that he says that ECW isn't about inter- bit about being entertaining. It's about fighting. That's what he says. So he basically just said ECW isn't entertaining. It's like, why would yeah. you say that, you moron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um, stop letting Maddie write your promos, Todd. I think I think uh, yeah. I think the point you're that you're trying to make Nate is the fact that. He doesn't sound a uh, very uh, what's the word uh, like author- authoritative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He's like, hey, hey, because, yeah, because he might screech his voice. You know, like when when's the last time you heard Vince do that? <laughs> you know, not sound like I'm the fucking guy in charge. I hate Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I mean, 
and Vince always sounds like the guy in charge. And, and, to, and Tommy and, and Todd has that gimmick where he uh, he high pitches. Yeah, wait yeah. till Bill Alfonso comes in. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Todd Gordon personally. I've never talked to him like in person. So I don't know if that's just how he talks or what. But I know that. I just I, I always notice that about his voice when we're watching these shows is that it no, seems I like think, a... I think that's his work talk because mm. I mean I've only had to talk talk to him when I got paid and mm-hmm. or talking about like whatever schedules there are or whatever but yeah he talks like a like a regular person but I think that's like his work voice like him getting excited yeah and it don't work that's for sure um. Now we have Jason sitting on his hood of his car, cutting a promo to obscene WWE background music. Oh, guess um, what? Oh, guess what? Rest. I heard I this work. song. I heard this song. I was like, I don't know if this is WWE music or what no. this is. So I, I, shaz- I, I shazammed it. I swear I sh- to God. I swear to God, you just stole my gimmick because. I I also shazammed the song. <laughs> yeah. It's called Do Work by Mike G. And it came out in 2019. And Sugarcane also. <sighs> Don't forget Sugarcane. <laughs> yes, that's fucking crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, is this just some WWE canned music or is this an actual song? Oh, it had to have been a song because I heard, I started to hear the hook. Like the chorus, but mm-hmm. I, at first I didn't hear any like lyrics, so I was like, "All right, well, there's a chorus, but there's not." And then when I heard lyrics, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is a song." <laughs> I didn't go to the limits that you guys did, <laughs> but I did think that this must be a song that they had in the can somewhere that they owned. Now I'm just gonna start shazamming. All WWE dub over music just to well, see. You, 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 at, you, at the end of the day, you're going to be Shazam to yourself. <laughs> Shazam, <laughs> Shazam's going to be like, we're canceling if, your subscription. If you're going to spend any time doing that, then oh boy, yeah. <laughs> we should do these shows earlier in the day. Then if you're just going to spend the rest of the day Shazamming songs. <laughs> and the only. Um, the only thing I could hear Jason say in this entire thing was about Sal. I heard him bring up Sal. I was like, okay, and I didn't quite make it out. So, Sal. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind that. I want to hear what he said about Sal. And he said that Sal wants to fight his roughneck, Mister Hughes. And he said, Sal, you're stupid, you're fat, you're ugly, and you have a beard. So why did Sal get mad? Did he get mad? What is what? Why did Sal get mad? Well, no, I just like, was like, why? He didn't know. <laughs> like he, he literally just told him every problem that he had. Yeah, he just described him. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so I mean, I mean, did Sal just stand there and go and? And I'm Italian, and I got the yeah. I got the helmet. Yeah, the kids, <laughs> and I like the kids. <laughs> I mean, the guy just came out and just gave him the whole, Paul. He gave him everything that Paul saw the first time Paul looked at him. <laughs> then he wrote that on a piece of paper. This is what this guy looks like: awful, old, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's like, go out there and tell him that he's this, <laughs> and then just deal with his reaction. And then and everything had- after. And then everything after. I have no idea what Jason was saying. Like this do work by Mike G was so loud that I couldn't understand anything that Jason was saying. Like, like do work was just playing and, and Jason's just sitting on his car. (laughs) But I don't know what he's saying. (laughs) He's just sitting on his car. (laughs) Speaking, but I don't, I have no, I, I have no idea what Jason said in the rest of this fucking thing. Same. Yeah. I, I, um, that's when, Jess came home a little early, and that's when we started putting that girl together. Because I, I just threw my hands in the air, and I just said, 
I don't know what the fuck arrested this guy. Chad was know. Chad was like, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm inspired to do work. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I, do I, work. I I'm gonna do work. I, I can do I can do better work than me against Hot Body. How about this? <laughs> Wait till Public Enemy comes on in a little while and they show a clip of them beating me up. I mean, how many <laughs> how many times did I gonna beat up on that show? Because what didn't I get choke slam too on the show? Yep. Yeah. No, 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 no! I think Dwayne Gill no, does on the show. Oh, that was Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, it must have been me fast forwarding it because <laughs> I was like, "All right, I've already got, I've already gotten killed by Hot Body, and then I just saw me getting choke slam, and then all of a sudden the public, public enemies beat me up, and I'm just thinking, I really allowed that? I, I can't, I really can't believe that I allowed them to, to beat me up." But thankfully, they didn't show they didn't show a lot of the match, right? No, no. Um, the this Jason th- the thing with the car and the Sandman and Peaches like was that supposed to have happened just then, or was that something that happened that we never got to see? I I, I guess I guess because his voice was drowned out by the by the song. I don't really know what was going on. Yeah. Well, anyway, now we get to Public Enemy cutting from. No, I mean, um, ahead, I, I think that thing when we were just what you just said was I thought I thought that was probably something they may have had to camp, you know, like an old yeah. an old thing they shot that they were just trying to figure out what they could do with. <laughs> so they worked I mean, into this sense? deal. Yeah, 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 and it, it makes total sense because none of this made any sense anyway. Because it was like, well, okay, when the hell did this ever happen? I, this seems like an angle. Like, but, like in my you know. mind, I, I'm hoping like that Jason was just cutting the, the the most eloquent, greatest promo of his career, and then he's like, oh, it's finally going to be on the network, and <laughs> his entire thing is just drowned out by new work by Mike G. <laughs> and he's just well, I mean, like, motherfucker, that was my dusty promo, and they just destroyed it. <laughs> He probably burnt bridges back in his doing jobs on WWE Raw programs <laughs> because he probably bitched about it. <laughs> so, like whoever whoever was works in the in the library now, somebody gave him you know orders to like you know shit on Jason <laughs> from ECW. <laughs> he, he was make sure in nineteen make make, make sure. Make sure every time he's cutting a promo, the music is as loud as fucking possible over his yeah, voice. Yeah. And fucking put, put Bruce the worst group you can possibly find on it. Bruce Pritchard's still holding Dewdrop. What's Dewdrop doing? She's on the roll now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't you say, what was her name, Aaron? What was the name of the, of the group you said it was? It was Dewdrop, wasn't it? It was, it was <laughs> my Mike G and Sugar Cane. <laughs> I don't, where am I coming up with Dewdrop? <laughs> no idea. I mean, I'm not making this up. Is the name of the song Do Something? It's Do Work. Do work. Oh, that's it. All right, that's Dewdrop. Right, <laughs> there you I'm go. Like, There's I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm now, not just throwing that. I'm not just making that up. Now it clicks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, up next we have. Public enemy cutting promos, as Chad alluded to, with intercept with highlights from a match between Public Enemy versus Chad Austin and Keith Shearer. And uh, that's Kyle. That's Kyle. That's Kyle. Kyle Shearer, sorry. No, you're twins, buddy. Because <laughs> I, I could because I'm I'm not even sure this was I'm not even sure that this was the show that Paulie realized that me and Keith wrestled twice. So I think it wasn't until like the next week that when he works twice again that he <laughs> calls him Keith and Kyle just so he, you know, he's going to say that the twins. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, our jobber brigade, you know, they weren't, they weren't just lined up out front. It was me, Keith, Mikey, Paul, you know, Donnie, you know. That Dwayne Gill versus 911 is next with the choke yeah, slam. But, well, no, no. But, um, my question that I had, and I mean, this is an, a, this is a, it is a question that type of question that we ask on this show. Did, did Dwayne only work one taping for ECW yeah. chat or? Okay. Okay. I wasn't I, sure. I, I, I thought, I, I thought, I thought we talked about it last week. I guess we didn't. No, I don't think I asked that question last, or unless I did when we were off the air or something and I don't remember, but, um, 
yeah, I, I just I was wondering if we were going to see him anymore, but probably not then if he just worked this one taping. Well, they got um, did they work the Harris brothers yet? No, that's coming up, right? The Harris brothers are coming in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's yeah, going to be on the taping. Like, okay. A- anything that you see Dwayne that, that Dwayne's on is all one set of tapings. Like, I think it was all one day. And 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 I I don't want to take direct credit for getting Dwayne booked, Axel, Ian, everybody. We Paul needed um, talent, mm-hmm. you know, guys, TV, job guy, and 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 you know, everybody knew Dwayne Gill did jobs for the WWE and then you know NWA and whatever, and Bob too. Right, they came in a- after their fucking matches. They had I, I swear to God, that motherfucker said, "All right, I, I ain't got no time for this." <laughs> like I'm going, I'm going fucking back to the WWF. At least the Steiner brothers don't fucking kill you. <laughs> Not and, a lot of people say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least, at least with um with Dwayne, I I I got. I mean, I got it because Dwayne Dwayne's not like much of an athlete guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I'm not even sure that he'd be physically willing to be able to put up with that style. Bob was so used to working for WCW, he knew how to do all that fucking goofy bullshit bump stuff, you know? But yeah, mm-hmm. they both said, fuck all this. <laughs> they they literally, they were like, we're done. We have a, the, obviously there's the uh, the choke slams with Dwayne Gill and not 911 yet, as Aaron alluded to. But Polly starts working the gimmick here with his phone. Call 911, call 911. So there we go. We plant the seed for the name. Joey runs down the card for November 5th, which we will go over here in just a second. And then we have a Polly Dangerously promo, which is, I mean, here's your pop culture references for the 1990s. He brings up the Melendez brothers. He brings up John Wayne Bobbitt. He shits on WCW pay-per-views. There you go. Polly referencing all the, all the, all the pop culture. From the mid '90s here, um, but of course, it is always fun to hear a Polly promo in ECW. He didn't bring up OJ. I don't think he brought up OJ in this promo. Who shot Jr.? Like he, he don't think the ECW crowd is that hip. <laughs> they don't know who fucking shot Jr. So overall, gentlemen, before we go down the results of the November fifth show, what did we all think of this thing? Uh, I'll give it a D. It's a hit. Nothing happened. Like nothing happened on this show. Like I, I would love you to be like a school teacher that hands somebody a paper that you gave a D, but you actually kind of like them, and you just doing instead of you know when you would do them, they go like, "I'm giving you a D, but I really think you need to apply yourself more." But you just (laughs) said, "I'm just giving you a fucking D." You, you got a D. Suck it up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yesterday, I really thought a lot about you. Yeah, but, today, but after this performance. <laughs> yeah, today, not I'm so con- much. Yeah, I'm convinced, I'm convinced you should be in the variety club. I mean. Jesus. Was, that sounds like one of them Dean Martin videos. The variety club. <laughs> Could you imagine that? With the Dean variety with, club. With the uh, Sandman. But a bunch of the uh, special needs kids. I'm <laughs> making fun of all of them. And, and the whole the whole entire event was they're all going to try to put the ring together <laughs> <laughs> so they could have a match. Scooby Dooby Doo, it's the Variety Club. <laughs> yeah, well. Don Rickle, Don Rickles is just roasting like Sal Malomo and the Sandman and JT and. Fucking Canadian Wolfman <laughs> would be oh, fantastic. In the, in the back of the truck. Chad, did you even grade this thing? Did you even grade this thing? Or <laughs> Oh, no. I, um... <laughs> nah, I thought it was pathetic. I, 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 thought, I thought that like in the last couple of weeks, like previous weeks, I thought we had we we had saw in what I thought was bigger steps, mm-hmm. like bigger strides. Yes, <laughs> sorry, that's you're still, no, you're not you're not wrong because I literally no, have. I'm still, I'm still laughing. 
No, um, yeah, I thought they made bigger steps and bigger strides. Um, what, what they're, what, where they were going. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that make any sense? Oh yeah, because I, I actually have my like, I didn't grade the show, but I put down the last three weeks were pretty decent. And seeing as this is a go home show to the big show, they gave me such little hype for the big show. Oh, I, I you know, love they, that. Oh, oh, tell me, oh, tell me, Nate, how many. How many weeks are we away from that show? This show aired four days before that show. Oh, so the, the actual show happened right after this show? Yeah, four days yeah. later. This aired on the first, and so they're having the, the biggest, night. Show. That's the biggest buildup that we got. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I was like, wow. I'm. I was when I started watching this. I was like, man, I expect some some promos from Funk and Douglas and 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 see some shit with you know say what okay. you want, but. If it's a big angle, see some shit maybe with, you know, hyping the Sheik or Pat Tanaka or whatever. None of that. None of that. Okay, here now here here's my question now. What, what the fuck happened that they had to put that Shane Douglas phone call promo in <laughs> during that segment with Joey Styles to, to announce that match? Because that that's a fucking stupid throwaway segment. Was mm-hmm. it already announced that it was going to be Funk and Sabu? Funk, Sabu, and Douglas, yes. But all right, it, but it wasn't. It wasn't announced that it was going to be all three, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, then but, I just you just made a fucking fool out of me. I but, thought well, that fucking I thought that that Shane announced it on that phone call. No, that and that would be a three way. And that makes their their angle here even goofier because Terry Funk's your champion. You have no promo, literally no promo from Terry Funk on this show. Polly, Polly. Talks about Stabu, yes, but there's no yeah. effective promo from Douglas. No like principle of, of Stabu except for his name a couple times. Yeah, not even not even a video highlight reel or anything. So yeah, That's I mean, saying, there should have been a Shane squash match. He should have beat like Herve Ernesto or or Me. Chad or somebody. Yeah. yeah, and then do a Sabu video package because you don't want to put Sabu on TV all the time mm-hmm. or waters and down, and then. I mean, you don't need something to highlight Terry Funk. Everybody knows who the fuck he is, but let him cut a promo or something. They did nothing to put over this night. The line was crossed and all in this show. Yeah, you know, and the, I don't know what the I don't know what the end result was as far as the draw. How much? How many people it drew? I'm assuming that it, it had to have been one of their biggest shows because that's one of the shows that everybody talks about. Yeah. You know? Everybody, everybody was there. You know, you know. I can't believe how many people were at that fucking show. That in the building only hold like fucking twelve hundred people. But yeah, it, it, that's one of them shows. And I, and I'm I'm pretty sure I was there. Yeah, I was there because I had to do the after the show angle at the uh, whatever that Ramada whatever it was with uh with Ian and the pool part, but but then with the press conference. All right, gents. So let's check it out. Saturday. There, I was sorry, Sunday, February 5th, 1994, ECW Arena. We know the Terry Funk, Sabu, Shane Douglas match, which obviously they're going to be covering on the TVs that we review here coming up, so we won't elaborate too much on that. But on the card, the the Sheik Pat Tanaka versus Tasmaniac and Kevin Sullivan match wound up not being for the ECW tag titles because apparently the titles were held up the night before at a TV taping in a match between Sullivan and Tasmaniac versus the Bruise Brothers. So I'm sure we'll be seeing something about that in the shows. This ECW tag title, continuing... You'll probably, you'll probably be seeing something about not Pat Tanaka being brought back. Right. <laughs> that, that's, like, that, that's what that sounds like. It sounds like Paul could have got the sheet, but he had, he's, he's probably already had problems with Pat, and the problems just got bigger and bigger. And that was the final. Yeah, because Sheik and Tanaka apparently, or obviously, go over in that match. J.T. Smith beat Awesome Mike Awesome at this show. Is that when uh, J.T. gets folded like an accordion? Yeah, yeah. After the match, Awesome went nuts, power bombing the referee twice. He was going to then splash him off the top rope, but was stopped when the top rope broke. Apparently, but yes, I remember all that. That was when he gets broken in half? I believe so. I think it's when Awesome does that dive and just fucking folds him like a lawn chair. Then we have to to, um, watch that and review it 
because I can tell you, I've never seen a bunch of people staring at a little tiny ass little monitor as big as that looks like my little phone right now, and watching Mike Awesome do that dive over that top rope and hit JT in his back fold over that thing. Everybody jumped up. I'm sure. I mean, everyone and people that that weren't even really paying attention because they realized something was going on. They got all jumped up and it was just like the referee Pee Wee asked him, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> and, then, and then word got back to us and we we're just going, how the fuck is this guy all right? It was that, was like, that was like a holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Like how the fuck is this guy? All right. And Maybe when he, came, when he came back to the locker room, because you know, that was Mike's first night, I'm assuming. That mm-hmm. was his first weekend, at least. Whether or not that was his first match or not, I don't know. But that was his first weekend. But yeah, and when he did that, we were like, this guy's fucking going to kill people. <laughs> he can't be, you can't be doing that shit. And um, yeah, but JT was fine. And dude, how, and Mike was an awesome dude. Like, he was so great because he wasn't a wrestler. He didn't know shit about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Somebody just talked him into fucking how to do this shit. And he thought he could make money doing it. And he didn't know any better. And then lo and behold, he wound up becoming one of my favorites ever. Yeah, that's what you got. You Listen got to this Mike one. Awesome. Jimmy Snuka managed by, yep, Hunter Q. Robbins. The fuck is this guy still around? <clears throat> Pin Tommy Dreamer in a one-sided virtual squash. So... Tommy Dreamer gets pinned by Jimmy Snuka here with Hunter Q in his corner. Hunter Q apparently still hanging around. Yeah, but is this when Tommy Dreamer kicks out of the splash for the second time? Or the first time? And then the second Actually, time? Four, four dives off the top rope by Snuka, according to this report. Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, Public Enemy defeated the Bruise Brothers. By DQ? Let's see what the result says here. A wild brawl all over the arena. Rated a four-star brawl by several correspondents. Uh, several blood in this match. Yeah, fans, uh, most of which had never seen the Bruise Brothers, immediately took to their reckless, hardcore brawling style. So I'm not sure. It doesn't actually say the actual finish in this report that I'm reading. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it probably was what the end, they ended up in the ring. Somebody ended up with a weapon or something and just mm-hmm. grabbed a fucking quick one on one of them, you know. And what Ron and I are going to do, we look the same anyway. Is, so, is somebody at Chili's later going to say, hey, aren't you the guy that got beat tonight? <laughs> That's my brother. <laughs> Mr. Hughes, managed by Jason, defeated Sal Balomo. Oh. This is the probably the last time we're going to see our man Sal. Is it? I think so. Oh, no. I've been wrong before, though. There was a couple weeks ago I said this is the last time we're going to see our man Sal. So we'll see how that goes. I bet and it was then, like I bet it was like when Brock beat Taker. Everybody in the building was just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to have a Sal Balomo tribute show. Where I mean, at least the last time that he's actually on that we think that he's really on, you play some some funeral music. It's a for the kids. Uh, it's for it is definitely for the kids. Tommy Dreamer and and or Tommy Cairo, I'm sorry, and the Sandman beat Pitbull and Rock and Rebel when Cairo pinned Pitbull. And in the opener of this show, Chad Austin lost to Polly Dangerously's bodyguard. Nine one one. That's what it says. Do you remember this? No, no, but, I, but I'm sure it was. Um, I I don't think I. I don't think that I had been given the opportunity yet to, to have verbiage on the microphone, you know, mm-hmm. to speak freely, you know, like right. we'll, we'll see coming up. So I think maybe this was just like a match, right? Like I was already, I was in the ring and he comes out and it's just me all just freaking out, you know, about nine one one. Yeah. Cause nothing strikes out at me because I always thought that, there was oh I always thought we were doing an angle again because as many times he was, he was choke slamming me, you know. <laughs> I just thought that there was a seems reason like why. this. Yeah, it seems like this might lead somewhere. Yeah, like <laughs> there, there was a reason why he's doing it. He just keeps coming out and killing me. So, but but no, it, it didn't. And uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I, I'd like to know. I'd like to have as much footage of that as I could because I, th- I took so many choke slams on the independent shows that, that you didn't even see, like the, the ECW shows that when that before fan cams even started. Well, that is our show for this week, everybody. We'll probably, I know for sure, we'll be digging into this event as time goes on because ECW loves to show us lots of recaps, lots of footage. We'll dig into the night the line was crossed more as we go on. But I want to thank Chad Nairn for once again being here with me this week on Reliving the Extreme. Anything you guys want to say before we sign off this week? Aaron? Uh, just thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And um, don't forget to check out our Facebook page and give any kind of feedback, negative or positive, that you guys feel about the show. And that's that. <laughs> Aaron loves negative I feedback. Love ne- I love negative feedback. I love negative feedback. Chad, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just like to say I don't know. I don't know who we're talking to. And if you haven't listened and you haven't already subscribed and you haven't already liked the podcast and got on the on the group page or even even. Subscribe to the WrestleNet group page. Mm-hmm. I don't know what anybody's waiting for. So who are we speaking to that hasn't already known this? If Do you, it. If, yes, exactly. If you, if not, you're a putz. What are you waiting for? Yeah, you stupid schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of Maddies. <laughs> what, yeah, what are you, a Maddie in the house? Yeah, what, <laughs> you want to be a Maddie in the house? Do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That that, that was a a fucking great show, dude. All everybody. Thank you for joining us. And as Chad alluded to, check out WrestleNet Radio. It's 24-7, 365. You hear episodes of this show, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, the Asylum Wrestling podcast, Archie Mitchell with his his, If You Smell What the Arch is Cooking. We have the 25 Years Ago wrestling show on there and so much more. Check it out. WrestleNet Radio available in the Google Play Store. And we will see you next week on Reliving the Extreme. Thank you for joining us and have a great week, everybody. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.